This is Cyber Defense Radio with your host and cybersecurity expert, Gary Malefsky. Gary brings to you another globally recognized cybersecurity executive in the hot seat today. Sitting in my hot seat today is a very special guest. Patrick Haar is the president and CEO of Slash Next, S-L-A-S-H-N-E-X-T.com. And this company is very important in solving a huge problem. One of the problems you might not even know is that most exploits, most breaches start with a phishing attack, but they're not just phishing your email anymore. It's worse. It's all over the place. We're talking about phishing and attacking you through the browser. We're talking about attacking you through SMS on your phone, on your mobile device, and even further into SaaS service offerings that you might be using every single day. Patrick, this is pretty scary. So tell us how you can help solve this problem. Yeah, first of all, thanks uh, Thanks for having me here. Um, so as you were just pointing out, phishing was commonly thought of as an email board problem, right? So corporate email, I protect it. Like it, we're here to say now, anywhere I can message you, that's where the attacker is gonna come from. And so what I mean by that, we all use LinkedIn, we use SMS, we use WhatsApp, we use Signal, Telegram, that's on the personal side. But you can imagine there's also these business apps, there's Teams, there's Zoom, there's chat. Um, Again, anywhere I can message you, the bad actors know you're using those services and that's where they're effectively phishing you or doing a, some type of uh, social engineering to get you to do something. And if you dissect any number of these attacks out there, you mentioned these breaches, it's kind of breach of the day now. They all come from the not just an email, but outside email. And that phishing problem, stopping that is paramount to really any successful type of uh, security strategy today. So Patrick, the, the hackers keep getting smarter. They have more and more advanced tools. Do you need to really, and, and I've heard a lot of stories about AI and machine learning and data lakes and all the uses, use cases from, you know, presenting better products and services to consumers, maybe in an e-commerce, yeah. to actually doing intelligence, cybersecurity, data mining, and, you know, fixing those signal to noise ratio? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's, a little bit of common misconception, particularly in the business side, that I can train users to do security awareness training, uh, to effectively train users not to click, not to you know participate in this particular type of act or download this particular file. Training only works so far. It's the reason why every quarter you'll have the same click happy users that show up on the reports. So we're big believers of augmenting that with AI, right? AI has certainly become far, uh, pretty advanced. And so you can now use artificial intelligence to effectively put controls in place. So you directly go inside that message as an example, and you look for three forms of attacks, link-based. So not just really try to get someone not to click. You actually want to do dynamic inspection on that page. What's it tempting to do? That's where you can use computer vision, natural language processing, other AI techniques. Uh, second, you want to look at files. Can you effectively explode those files, understand what's going on? And then third, even natural language attacks, like an SMS, call your 800 number immediately because you're getting a, you know, your account got compromised. So you want to have, again, a, what I would characterize as AI controls, put those in place to augment your security uh, awareness training. That is really what's going to give you full protection. And bottom line, you're going to be able to prevent is we, we, we like to say we prevent 99.9% of the attacks that happen. Nothing's 100% foolproof, but what it does do is really focus on preventing those, I'll call them the stupid human errors that occur in your environment. Patrick, does this mean that I'm getting an email or an SMS or, and it's an exploit, it's an attack, 
I'm getting it on my phone or on my computer, my tablet, laptop, wherever I get it, uh, and, and I'm about to click it, but you've already figured it out and you've defanged it so you can educate me as well, or do you just isolate and quarantine the bad stuff? Yeah, so we, we use what we call a two-phase detection method. Um, first, we have a very large preemptive uh, sourcing of the threats. And in that context, you know, not to bore everyone with full details here, my team came out of FireEye. They kind of created the virtual sandbox for malware explosion. So in our context, we're looking for more of these human exploits, these human digital threats. Um, they're either link-based, natural language-based, or file-based. And so what we're doing in this preemptive sourcing cloud, we effectively scour the internet, we crawl it, we bring in right now and detonate about 100 million URLs in virtual browsers. So we know exactly how that, uh, that page is supposed to look, the color schemes, right, the page, the wording. Um, so when we go through that process, we find right now about 700,000 zero-hour threats daily. So that's the magnitude of the problem. And that's grown tenfold over the five years we've been doing this. So that basically forms a database. That database then lives, that intelligence database lives in the channel of communications. So as an example, an email. Um, so once the email's coming through, we're processing that right against the database and we preemptively pull it out before it gets to the user. Now, I did mention there's two phases. There's a second phase where we're also using inline machine learning directly for, as an example, a targeted spearfish created for you and you only. So how do you look at that? There's no way you can go through preemptive sourcing. So what we do is that secondary detection, again, using AI, same type of models, NLP, computer vision, et cetera. We're looking in line, is this a threat? And if it is, we're gonna pull it out. So it's really that two-phase detection, again, both preemptively and then in real time is really what gives us kind of second to none detection. And also more importantly, the blocking of those threats before they impact the user. That's fantastic. And you started this out before anyone else was really thinking about this on mobile. And you also have an API. Is this to help out these SaaS vendors that are getting exploited as well? Yeah, so there's there's three ways that we protect it, again, in any messaging channel. Uh, even my, I'm actually on my son's computer uh, right now, and he uses Discord, right? That's common in the gaming world where everyone's messaging each other. So obviously there's a bad actor lying in wait trying to fish these uh, the folks that use it. So that's what I mean by any message channel you're in, we want to be able to detect and block. Um, and we do that by either through the API into email, or we do that on a browser extension for all the other messages that you look at or on the mobile phone, right? The mobile app of, for iOS and Android. You can look at any site, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, or SMS. Um, so that gives that full bubble protection around a user, whether they're using company issue devices, personal devices, BYOD devices, that's effectively what we uh, uh, kind of prevent those attacks from happening. And then we have a backend API. And that API is something that threat hunters can use to say, hey, is this a threat or not? They can actually send a threat to us and we'll tell you, is it a threat? Uh, second, we can plug into any SIM or SOAR. So for the SOC teams out there, they can do full instant response uh, directly to a particular threat. If they see it, they can remediate. They can also pull it out of anyone else's uh, effectively message channels. That's fantastic. And how quickly can an organization get up and running with slash next and, and how are you deployed? Yeah. yeah, so this is the beauty of being a SaaS service. Uh, so an email literally takes five minutes. You have full protection and we can do that at scale, 500,000 email boxes literally in five minutes. Um, the browser extension and, and the mobile phone are simply using like Intune or AirWatch. You do a fast deployment. 
It's not, it's very, very typical. We get on with a customer. It takes about 30 minutes in total to have that full protection, uh, again, across mobile browser and then the email side. Do they even need a proof of value? I mean, we're inundated every day in all directions with bad stuff. And most people, I think, don't know how severe, how bad it really is. That's why there is these high click-through rates even after training. But you guys do. You said there were, I think you said 700,000 uh, zero-hour exploits hitting people every day? Yeah. In, in two things here. Number one, I said the magnitude of these threats have grown exponentially. I think this year alone was another 30%. So... But over the five years we've been doing it, it's grown about tenfold. Um, so these threats are happening and they're being born on every hour. And I did say zero hour. No longer is it zero a day. The reason for this, if you actually look at dissect these threats, uh, so Cisco had a breach through a personal Gmail. A personal Gmail account got fished um, for an employee, basically went through the browser, backdoored into the network, and they had a big data breach. Twilio had an SMS uh, smish of an employee big data breach. The latest uh, Uber, you may have seen the Uber threat uh, just came through. That was again, another smish. So if you actually go, you can go on GitHub right now as a bad actor, I can get a phishing kit, costs like a hundred dollars. And what I can do is I can immediately start creating these fish and then launch those attacks. And I could do it hour by hour, not day by day. And why that's important and why you want to find these sets, these things at a time of creation it's because they will live no more than 24 hours. So that day type of approach doesn't matter. A, you wanna be able to find these at time of creation. B, you wanna be very diverse in the payloads, what we call payloads of these phishing attacks. So you have the ability to go in, detect, block before that actually takes hold in that environment. The numbers are unbelievable. So folks really need to get more serious about prevention. It is nice to do training. Uh, there are good, you know, KPIs that CISOs bring to their board that, you know, we started out on anti-phishing training and the number of click-throughs were real high and now they're a lot lower, but all it takes is one click and you might have a multi-million dollar breach or ransomware or other horrible exploitation. Absolutely. That's the reason why we say the same thing. It only takes one. It's that one click. Um, one other thing I forgot to mention, we were kind of firm believers in using AI to augment training as well. So anytime you click on something, we block it, we put up a live training page. So it'll say, hey, this person is trying to steal your credentials. Interesting psychology here. When you know it's live, you actually pay attention more um, as opposed to simulated training. Now, sometimes you don't know it's simulated, but there's good chance you may. And so by doing so, you see a huge statistical reduction in the basically the threat environment and corporations. So statistical reduction on the click-through rates, instead of it being the 10, 12%, even in security awareness training, we see it well below 1%. So that's, that's just a much better way to do it. Again, for all those out there, take security awareness training, augment with AI controls. I kind of call it the three Ps, people process and uh, product. You put those three things in place because a lot of people don't have the product side. They think it's just email. I'm going to use a seg to do it. You have to put AI controls in place across all messaging channels, augment that with training. And that's really where you're going to have a much more proactive stance on fighting these threats. That's the way to do it. And I really think it's a multi-layered approach. As you say, we're, yeah. we're not, you know, I bought this solution and it scrubs my email and I think I'm secure. You can't say that anymore. You have to have multiple layers and these are multiple channels that are being exploited, aren't they? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I had one uh, customer, a very, very large customer of ours say, listen, this is kind of like a house. Everyone's been protecting the front door. That's the email door, right? So it's pretty well fortified. I can argue that there's even some of the, let's call them the more traditional vendors, because they're not using the more advanced behavioral analysis that we do. They do miss uh, very targeted threats. But let's just say that that front door is protected. You still have the windows, the back door, the cracks in the house. And you almost equate it to like rats. They're going to get through whatever crack they can find. The, those different cracks in the back doors and the windows are all the messaging channels. Okay, think about it in your daily life. I'm not only using email. I'm using Slack. I'm using messaging or SMS. I may go over to use LinkedIn because I'm, you know, you look at your profile and LinkedIn is very popular. It's actually the second most attacked uh, vector now. Uh, but you can even go to WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram. Bottom line, anywhere that they can message you, they're they're going to actually try to fish you and compromise you. This reason why it's so successful. With this, we're talking about multi-billion-dollar businesses here. These are not small businesses that that sit behind. It's not just that teenager trying to hack you. It truly is these very large corporations out there trying to basically compromise you because it's very profitable. And so they're going to continue to do this, right? And that's right. what we all have to be aware of. Yeah, Patrick, uh, the numbers are astronomical. In 2018, it, the inflection point, four years ago, the inflection point was drug crime used to be the biggest form of crime worldwide. It was 500 billion in drug crime in 2018, and cybercrime was 600 billion. It surpassed drug crime. This year, right. we're predicting 1.2 trillion. So this is big, big money, big business. And if we don't have advanced tools and technologies like yours, we're going to get breached and it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was at a conference last week and the, the head of Google Chrome was actually talking about the importance of shifting from reactive security to proactive security. And what we're really talking about here is don't focus on the remediation side. If you think about this for a moment, and I've, it's like having, you know, people don't eat well, they get a heart attack, then they figure out how are you going to recover from that heart attack. It's the same thing in a ransomware attack, a data breach. I'm going in after the fact and I'm spending all this money to cure that thing. We're big fans of net move upstream, put those proactive controls in place. And in doing so, you're gonna prevent, as Verizon says, 90% of all, all these cyber crimes start with a fish or human compromise, whether it be Verizon, Gartner, and number of these folks, when they dissect these things, it's all about that human compromise. If you can prevent those things from happening, not going to say everything is foolproof, but what you will do, prevent 99%, then you can focus on the 1% of the stuff that may get through and remediate as opposed to the other way around. Now, Slash Next is deployed in the cloud, so it's quick and easy. You said you could get up and running really fast. Do you support SMBs because 80% of GDP comes from small to medium-sized businesses, or are you just going for the Fortune 500, Fortune 1000? What, what's the sweet spot for Slash Next? Yeah, so we have customers of all sizes. We have the three-person IT shop uh, all the way up to the multi-billion-dollar multinational companies, 200,000, 250,000 uh, employees. So this really isn't necessarily about size, and this is the beauty of being a SaaS service. It's very quick to deploy. I can go on the, you can go on the website and literally deploy this on your own. It doesn't require any of us to, to help. And this really kind of reflects the magnitude of the problem. It's not just hitting the multinationals, the large companies, it's hitting the small companies. And so you want to have a very fast way to deploy and adopt. And you want to do so without requiring all the security expertise. Because one of the other key things, I'm sure you've talked about this, 
and other avenues, the dearth of security talent inside of uh, corporations, both large and small, is a real problem. And so that's even more importance of making sure this service is very easy to, to install, get up and running, and most importantly, start that immediate protection. This is very powerful for regulatory compliance, and the U.S. government and many other governments are starting to put supply chain pressure on anybody, public companies, government contractors, banks, you name it, healthcare providers. So you might be a small to medium-sized business, but you've got to spend some money to comply unless you can find more advanced tools like Slash Next. Yeah, compliance really hits everyone. It, it truly does. And so I think to your point, you want to protect yourself both large and small from these attacks. Um, particularly if you look at almost, quote, supply chains, right, and what's dissecting things. And in many respects, these bad actors may start with that really small environment. They compromise them, create trust with the upstream or the bigger uh, vendor that they're working with. And that's kind of a daisy chain process that they work through. And so that's really, again, this is not just a large or small business problem. It's the everyone problem. I would even argue it's a home problem. Right, and we actually have for our mobile app, you can use it in the home. We have a home version of it. It's because if you think about it, it one of the, it's probably near and dear to me, my, my grandfather got fished and someone actually stole his uh, ID, his credentials, and then took out a loan. And it took him a long time to get through the process and the amount of stress. And so if you see, if you think about that on the home side, which is ultimately your, your business of one, all the way to those very large corporations, this is something you need to pay attention to. And the work from home dilemma is not going away. It's just going to keep expanding. So that's a critical area. Yeah. The hygiene of our computers <clears throat> and mobile devices needs to be improved tremendously. Patrick, is there anything else that you want to share with our viewers and listeners that we haven't covered? And I think you, you hit a few uh, kind of common themes that I like to talk about as well. One, take a multi-layered defense approach. Two, uh, if you think about that house, right, don't just protect the front door protect all, all, all avenues to get into the house because I think that's gonna be more and more important. Three, use AI controls, right? Whether it's us or someone else, really start looking at how do I basically augment human behavior with that second pair of lens, right? That's really good at looking at these things. Don't just rely on training. If you rely on training, um, I can tell you, you're very, you're very much gonna be susceptible to that breach. I can't tell you how many conversations I had a year ago with some of the very companies that are in the headlines today. And they said, there's no way that'll ever happen. So I think I would close here by saying it can happen, right? And that's why you want to put more active controls in place to prevent these things from, uh, from these, you know, very dangerous things from taking hold. Yeah, the breaches are exponential and we need great advanced technologies like what you've developed to get one step yep. ahead of the next threat. Patrick Hart, you're the president and CEO of Slash Next. Your website slashnext.com. I strongly recommend all our viewers and listeners visit your website. Get on board. Get on board as soon as you can. You've been listening to Cyber Defense Radio. Stay tuned next time for another amazing and informative episode. CyberDefenseRadio.com is proudly part of the Cyber Defense Media Group, where InfoSec knowledge is power. Cyber Defense TV and Cyber Defense Radio have launched 24 by 7 by 365 live streams. Visit them online today at cyberdefense.tv and cyberdefense.radio. 
with your host and globally recognized cybersecurity expert and my good friend, Gary Malewski. <laughs>